It's week 15 in the NFL, and although we just had another atrocious Thursday night football game, we finally did see Brandon Staley get fired, Chargers fans rejoice, and we've got games the next three days, three games on Saturday, our usual Sunday slate, and obviously Monday night football. So we are taking a look at the most important games to the playoff picture and telling you what you need to know for all the teams involved. This is up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Sammy Engage. My name is Matt. And before we recap Thursday night football and preview a few of these big Week 15 matchups, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video. And that is Lids. Lids.com, the number one place for all hats, all teams, all styles, and all brands. You got hats, you got shirts, you got jerseys, and there's much more from official leagues and brands. They ship free to any store or on $50 orders online. And They've got new codes up every day because they're trying to save you some money, people. I can't even tell you how many hats I've got from Lids in my life. Their brick-and-mortar store in the Fifth Avenue Mall in Anchorage, Alaska was a staple of my childhood, and now their website is a staple of my adulthood. So hit the link in the description to get your favorite team's favorite gear at Lids. Lids, any team, anytime, anywhere. Now, the only reason we're starting with Thursday Night Football today is because Brandon Staley finally... After the 63-21 to demolition versus the Raiders on Thursday night football has been fired as Chargers head coach. This is a move that literally everyone has been begging for for basically a year now. Both him and GM Tom Telesco are officially gone from the Chargers. And now LA will begin their search for a new head coach and GM. So Gage, I'm going to you first on this one, man. Give me your takeaways from this Brandon Staley firing from the Chargers. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the gridiron whenever I'm on and the subject of the Chargers or Brandon Staley comes up, you could take uh, like the Matt Canada counter where Sammy had. You can do it for me with Brandon Staley of how every time he came up, I was like, this. I don't know how he still has a job in the NFL. So finally, they fired this man. It should have been done in the offseason this year. I don't know how he started week one, but let alone got this far. And the way to go out on the most horrendous game you could possibly have you lost to a team that got shut out the week prior, put up 63 points on your head. Like, it, it might be approved to Justin Herbert keeping that team together. Like, week to week, like, credit to him. Like, God damn, that was bad. Like, it might be the worst loss, like, of the year. Like, fuck the Dolphins beating the Broncos by 50. That was awful. Yeah. At least the Broncos were able to turn it around, right? Can't say the same yeah. thing. At about least the Dolphins have like a good offense. You can't look at that race and be like, "Oh, that's a that's a sixty-three point fucking offense." Yeah, right so there. Aiden O'Connell is crazy. Aiden O'Connell dropping sixty-three hundred dome is wild, bro. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that one works, but like you like you mentioned, Gage. I mean. I saw I saw something the way that Brandon Staley has ended each of his seasons with the Chargers his first all three seasons like the first year was that was the the Raiders game where it was a play in game basically the and week I think it was week 17 at that point uh, and basically if they tied you know both teams went to the playoffs and they were about to tie on accident and then Brandon Staley messed it up by calling a timeout and the Raiders ended up winning and they ended up missing Yo, the, the playoffs. Raiders were cool with it too and he, they were like oh you want to call a timeout cool now we're just gonna yeah. He's like, now we'll actually win, and now we're going to eliminate you guys. And then, yeah, last year, obviously, blowing the four-touchdown lead to the Jags in the playoffs, and then this year, losing by seven touchdowns to Aiden O'Connell on Thursday Night Football is absolutely bizarre. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Gage, I don't know if there's anybody who was, like, 
keep Brandon Staley. What are you doing firing him? Like, I think everybody besides the Chargers front office is like, dude, get this guy the fuck out of here. This guy's terrible. Uh, Sammy, I'm going to you, man. Give me your takeaways from this Brandon Staley firing them. Brandon Staley was hired. Brandon Staley was hired in 2021. In all three years, he never led a top 15 defense. In all three years, he never led a top 20 scoring defense. He was a defensive coordinator. Oh, God. Now, how to get that job in general? He coached up the Los Angeles Rams in 2020. Now, if you remember that Rams team, it was the number one defense in the league. We should have known that it was fraudulent because on that 2020 Rams defense was Jalen Ramsey. It was Aaron Donald. Okay? Uh-huh. You had stars all over that team. Just go look at the roster. And, and what's crazy is that now that I'm looking at it, it's crazy that they let him pass that playoff game. And I think Justin Herbert, if he never got his flowers, then he should get his flowers now. Yes. Because this is exactly what happens when you don't have Justin Herbert in the game. Justin Herbert has been healthy for the first two years of his career, was healthy for the first two years of the Brandon Staley era. And in that era, he led them. He led them to above 500 records and top five offenses, top 10 offenses even. And now here we are, Brandon Staley finally fired, but they also fired the GM. And firing the GM was weird, but I looked at it and he's been there for 11 years. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. 11 years is a bit too much. He, in those 11 years, Tom Telesco, his teams made the playoffs three times. They've only won two playoff games. And his teams overall were 84 and 92. So Tom Telesco was bound to move off. I'm glad the Spanos has finally just did it at the middle of the season. Because in the past couple of years, uh, Mike McCoy was fired at the end of the season. Anthony Lynn at the end of the season. Brandon Staley, after what happened last night, I don't know how. And what's crazy is Tom Telesco, if we're being honest, hasn't even done that bad of a job, actually. Like, he hasn't done a terrible job. I will say he never could get Justin Herbert that one weapon to really take the top off the defense. We all thought it was going to be Quentin Johnston. That ended up being very wrong. Mike Williams, he gave him that big contract. Injury-prone Mike Williams getting that kind of contract never sat right with me, and now he's, he's proving every fan right. And Keenan Allen, even though he's having a career year this year, Again, he's not taking the top off the defense. As your wide receiver one, you will like him. You will love him. Mm-hmm. But he's not hes not explosive anymore. Not anymore, at least. So, mm-hmm. the, the, this next head coaching hire, it doesn't need to be about bringing in an offensive head coach for Justin Herbert. What it needs to be about is bringing in a head coach that gives them a defensive identity. There was not a single defensive identity on this team. Do they blitz a lot? Are, are they good in coverage? Are they they're, they weren't anything? And with all that talent, that is unacceptable. Very unacceptable. So overall, this was long overdue. This needed to happen. I'm glad it happened. And honestly, Chargers fans, like start a parade like right now, because you will never be happier unless you win a Super Bowl in the next five years than you are right now. Yeah, the parade the parade is real. I mean, I think I think this is going to be as about as close as they get to a Super Bowl right here is is getting rid of Brandon Staley cuz yeah, it's uh, 100% must for the Chargers organization. I wanted to ask you guys, Sammy, you kind of alluded to it. 
defensive head coach is where they should kind of the, the direction you should go. I don't know if I necessarily agree with they should go the defensive direction, but I mean, it's definitely a direction that they should, you know, p- potentially pursue. But I wanted to I wanted to ask because you brought that up and we've seen recent rumblings of the big man in New England potentially being uh, potentially being let go at the end of the season. What do you guys think about a fit for Bill Belichick in the Chargers? If I'm if I'm the Chargers, I'm doing whatever I can to possibly try to make that move happen. Look, the window right now with Justin Herbert, it's a long window because Justin Herbert's still like 10 plus years. He's going to be the franchise QB. That's mm-hmm. obvious. But the, the fact of the matter is you have the talent. You do. It's not like you don't have the talent. I think Bill Belichick right now can maximize any defensive team. We are seeing it right now with what the patriots have with all the injuries they have they still a pretty damn good defense so bill belichick in my opinion don't give him the general manager spot at all in my opinion i think you, that general manager should go to somebody else but as a head coach why wouldn't you go with bill belichick i know he's on the older side sure yeah it's a bit you know worrisome you know you there's a chance that he might be washed but if there's anything that we've seen is that he can coach up a defense and that's exactly what the chargers need so if i'm the chargers i'd make it happen yeah you definitely gotta try uh you at least gotta try because i mean you know like you said sammy bill belichick what he's doing this year with that defense and especially with the lack of complimentary football that the patriots can play because their offense is so bad this year the fact that the defense's numbers are as good as they are says a lot about what bill belichick can do on that side of the football he is still that guy defensively but i mean for me for me as far as brandon Brandon staley getting fired in the wise words of lebron james after winning his first title for sammy's miami heat uh it's about damn time Uh, I don't think there was a single NFL player, front office exec, coach, or fan alive that thought Brandon Staley should still be the head coach of the Chargers even before this game, besides the Chargers front office. And after that atrocity that they witnessed on Thursday Night Football, it is over. And all that really needs to be said is that he was the worst head coach in football. Like the talent on that team, especially defensively, like, like Sammy was talking about, there is no way they should have been that bad defensively with the talent they had on defense and that speaks to like sammy said just that the the utter the the consistency and the drastic underperformance of their talent level speaks to just how bad brandon staley was the boneheaded clock management the fourth down decisions ever since he got there were just absolutely atrocious no feel whatsoever from brandon staley there and then the complete lack of a culture for me uh, sammy was talking about they need a defensive coach I think they just need a coach to come in and bring some structure and some culture to their organization because we've seen over the years they've had absolutely none of that. So, And like we were talking about, now who's going to come in for the job? Is it Belichick? I don't know if he's going to go to an organization like the Chargers that's so fucking downtrodden and just horrible. Uh, do they bring in a young offensive mind to help out Herbert? I think for me personally, I still like someone like Eric Bieniemy, even though it's kind of went downhill for the commanders in the second half of the season, uh, the, the head coaching job. I think, you know, he'd fit well because he's got that old school mindset that could bring some of that culture. And he's obviously has a great offensive mind. We've seen Kansas City hasn't looked the same without Eric Bieniemy this year. And I mean, at times we thought Sam Howell could be the guy for, for the commanders this year, even with, you know, the uh even with him being sam al you know so i think i think there's potential for him to be there but i mean they just got to bring in the right guy you have to give herbert a chance because they haven't done that yet coaching wise and you just have to give him somebody to give him a chance at this point and i think the enemy could be potentially one of those guys that could right and and another thing is it doesn't necessarily have to be like a defensive coach they just need to find a defensive identity 
with the Dolphins, and this is I can speak for my team. With the Dolphins, they have a defensive identity. They are good. They're gonna put. It's gonna be a three-four. They're gonna have edge rushers. They're gonna beat you with their four guys, and they're gonna lock up in coverage. That's what they're gonna do. Okay, with uh, with the with Brian Flores and the Vikings, they're gonna blitz. They're gonna bring in pressure. They're gonna run cover zero, and such. Like there 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 needs to be like some kind of identity for this team. What are they gonna do? Because at times it feels like the 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 Staley led Chargers were just kind of out there, and and last night was like the was a magnum opus of this, like of them just like walking around and like I, one of the touchdowns from um, I believe it was Jacoby Myers. I mean, Jacoby Myers was barely even jogging, was jogging, and then you had the corner. I don't know who the corner was. He was sprinting to the other side. Why? What are you doing? Why are you sprinting that way? You don't know what's gonna happen. Keep your eyes on the on the prize. So, it it's unfortunate, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a defensive head coach. It, it can it can be an offensive co- uh, head coach that brings in a defensive right. coordinator that gives them that identity. Yeah, like you said, they just need some sort of identity and they need some sort of culture, and because they just haven't even. And basically, since I've been watching football, the Chargers Chargers have had talent, and they just haven't been able to get over the hump because you know they just have no culture and they just can't figure it out come postseason time. So they need somebody to bring in somebody like that who's proven, who's experienced, who can come bring some of that playoff experience and bring some of that culture. And like you said, just have an identity on both sides of the ball is extremely important. So yeah, obviously none of us are shocked by a Brandon Staley firing, and I think it's about uh, a year overdue for most uh, NFL fans because he was uh, absolutely atrocious with an extremely talented team but enough of that trash coach Brandon Staley let's move on to these Saturday games where I don't know about you guys but since college football is kind of like transitioning and there's no like like consistent Saturday games having the NFL on Saturday is awesome but there's a bunch of teams either fighting to make the playoffs or fighting for playoff positioning in these Saturday games as the Vikings travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals in the early game. The afternoon game is the struggling Steelers going on the road to face the Colts. And then the late game is the still surging Broncos at the also struggling Lions. So obviously all of these games are important for both conferences in terms of how it all shakes out. So Sammy, I want to kick it to you on, on this one first, my man. Which of these games has the most playoff implications on the on Saturday? I took some time to think about this and I came up with this conclusion. At this stage of the season, if you're an AFC team, you cannot lose to an AFC team. That is the bottom line. You can't, especially with the race being this tight. The Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers are both seven and six. Okay. This is going to be the most, the game with the most playoff implication. I think whoever wins this game is going to make the, is going to make the playoffs. That that's, that's how confident I am. This is, this is, this game right here will decide who's going to be, well, maybe not make the playoffs is going to be still in the hunt rather than out. I, I think whoever loses this game is out of there. I genuinely believe so. And any AFC team that loses this weekend, you cannot afford to. That, that goes for the Bills. That goes for the Texans. That goes for any team that's seven and six, that the Cincinnati Bengals who play the Vikings, any team with that record, you cannot afford to lose. And if you're playing an AFC team, that's even like you definitely can't afford to lose. So I think the Broncos is a must win game for them. For the Detroit Lions, they pretty much have the division locked up. But I will say this, they better start playing better football because the Broncos for the most part 
have been hot. Okay. They had a little hiccup last week, but they've been hot. They have. So you're going up against a Detroit Lions team that has been struggling and struggling to the point where in since the bye week, they've given up close to 30 points per game and 36, 366 yards per game in offense. So this defense is back to being as bad as last year. And it could, and it's partly due to injury, but it's also partly partially due to the fact that they straight up, they can't stop anybody. So, yeah. and if they lose that game against the Broncos, they have their next two games. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up right now. Hold on. Just to, just to make sure their next couple games are very important. So they have to face Detroit, obviously my bad. They have to face Denver. They go to Minnesota. They go to Dallas and they play Minnesota again. So that's two teams that are hot and then two divisional uh, and then a divisional opponent that it ends up being an easy schedule to now it's a gauntlet because the Vikings with I again Joshua Dobbs and Nick Mullins are not going to be easily but that Vikings defense it looks like it's improved well. fully and it looks like it looks like a top I'll say it, it looks like a top 15 10 defense so I think right now the most important game with the most playoff implications it it has to be Pittsburgh Indianapolis but that game in Denver and Detroit I think both teams need that win and Detroit if you lose that game watch out because the division in the next two game in the next three games NFC opponents it's not going to it's not going to be good if you lose lose to Denver going into those games yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Sandy, if they if they lose that game to Denver, it puts the division up for grabs at that point because I mean they have two games against the, the against the Vikings and the Vikings are only two games back. So if the Vikings win both against the the Lions, there you go, the Vikings are going to win the division for the you know whatever second straight year. That. So that would be a crazy crazy collapse from a team that showed from a team that showed so many flashes early in the year. That would be an insane insane collapse from the Lions, and that would mm, really hurt could my have heart. That. Uh, not you. Uh, Gage, I'm going to you, my man. Uh, <laughs> give, me the, give me the game on Saturday that has the most playoff implications between those three. Um, Sammy pointed out a great point. I wasn't really thinking of the AFC versus AFC head-up matchups, uh, conference record going mm-hmm. into tiebreakers and all that. I think I'm I'm 100% counting the Pittsburgh Steelers out already, especially after the atrocious <laughs> loss to the Pats. Like. God. I was already very down on them because the defense was carrying them and their offense didn't even have this uptick when they fired Matt Canada like we all were hoping for. And now Kenny Pickett's also hurt. And Mitch Trubisky is bad. Yeah, yeah we knew that. Second overall uh, pick, by the way. Yeah. yeah. In front of Mahomes. Yeah, that was a good good job. Uh, good job. And Deshaun Watson. And oh. Well, yeah. uh, the first couple years yeah. of Deshaun, though. The first yeah. couple the Texans Deshaun was. Yeah. Deshaun, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so with that, I'm thinking I really want to go with Broncos Detroit as the biggest playoff implications here because the Broncos are like firmly in the playoff on a seven six, and I Russ and Sean Payton really turned it around halfway the season, and they are the hottest team in football right now. Like, don't look at it anyway; they are the hottest team. In uh, especially with the talent and everything and all the adversity they've gone through the first half of the season. You can look be like, oh, it's the 49ers. Okay, but look at the percentage of the 49ers. We 100% thought they would come back and do this. Right. Did we think we were, a lot of people were counting the Broncos out. 100%. This is heavy for them because it will keep them in the race and it's huge for Detroit to get this one. 
Detroit needs this one right now. Because as I'm looking at it, there are two games up on Minnesota, and you can't really count the Packers out, too. They're close enough mm-hmm. three games Those out. damn Packers, man. Always there. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Vikings lose, then the Packers can jump in for a wild card spot. The Vikings are also a playoff team no matter what right now. When they yeah. lose. So they're fighting to like stay relevant, whether it's division or just a wild card. So it's huge for them. And they did not look good last week. And Jetta's, I don't think, is going to touch, touch the field anytime soon again. Mm-hmm. And... Josh Dobbs fell back to planet Earth from, you know, passion on status, which was a kind of sucks to see. You know, all all of us pulling for Josh Dobbs, having that incredible start to the season, and now they're going to Nick Mullins and see if they can start it. And then they're going to really have to ride that defense going down the stretch. They really yeah. have to ride that defense, and they're going to start playing some very good offenses. They have to play the twice, and. I'm not going to count Dan Campbell. Yes, the team lost to the very bad team, Bears team, but Dan Campbell will motivate that team and have them ready to go and ready to run through a goddamn wall, as Dan Campbell does. So it's hard to say the Lions won't bounce back. It's hard to just count them out. It's like, oh, now they're just going to fall off this cliff. Yes, the Lions could very much pull a Lions move and fall off a cliff, <laughs> but I, I believe that culture shifted up north and with Dan Campbell and if Jared Goff gets his head on straight again and gets a little time in the pocket, the the ship will write itself. Yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned, the, the frustrating part for the Lions, as someone who obviously has a lot of stake in the Lions, is the offensive line. I mean, that was the that was the strength of the team coming into the season. And since they started struggling, that offensive line has been getting bullied by some teams that they should not be getting bullied by, especially the Bears. Like, they got bullied twice by the Bears up front. Like, that is not a team you should get, be getting bullied by up front. So, yeah, that's a, that's a definite concern uh, for the Detroit Lions. But first of all, I mean... You guys both kind of talked about it. Look at the AFC 7-6 and logjam right now. It's absolutely insane. Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills, all basically fighting for two spots. Uh, it's going to be a crazy last month of the season. And then, like, so as far as the question goes, as far as the game with the most playoff implications, the late game to me, the, the, uh, the Lions and the Broncos, obviously, are probably the two teams that are most likely to win a game in the playoffs. Like, out of all the teams playing on Saturday, those are probably the two that are most likely to win a game in the playoffs. I don't know if either team can do that at this point, uh, based on the way that they've been uh, – I mean, the Broncos have been hot, but I don't know just just their talent on their team and the, how the Lions have been playing compared to the rest. They're obviously better, but I don't know if they, either of them can do that at this point. But as far as the game which impacts uh, these two teams, which actually impacts the playoff picture the most – I think Sammy's right. I think it's the Colts and the Steelers because to me, whoever wins that game is basically on a fast track for one of those last two playoff spots. They'll have the tiebreakers over most of those two teams, the other teams that they're fighting for, because right now they already have the tiebreakers against most of those other teams that they're fighting with and both have winnable games down the stretch of their schedule. Nonetheless, all these are very important games on Saturday and it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they all play out because it's going to, you know, determine a lot of what's uh, what's to come down the stretch in the playoffs. I didn't touch on it. Uh, breaking it down, but don't forget the Broncos are one game out of first place in that division behind the Chiefs. Yeah, they're right there. So it's crazy, They right? need to win these games because <laughs> the Chiefs are looking like they might drop another one. Uh, I don't... Got the tiebreaker. I, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to drop in the rest of these games, but let me tell you, man, the way that the Chiefs have been portraying themselves, the way that the Chiefs have been playing in general, 
the attitude that's been coming out from that Chiefs team, specifically ever since Eric Bieniemy left, it's been different. It has not screamed Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. I, it hasn't. It hasn't screened. Hell, it hasn't even screened winning football. There might be eight and five right now, but the way these receivers play, the way the offensive line plays, the defense is the only saving grace. And even the defense sometimes fumbles a bit. So, right. O- overall, I think this is hands down the worst Patrick Mahomes team we we have seen since Patrick Mahomes got to Kansas City. Uh, the best defense, but hands down the worst weapons group and the chiefs are in a downward spiral right now they need to pick it back up this week they do yeah and uh, they're gonna have a chance to down the stretch here to get a little bit hot because their schedule is not uh is not the toughest uh, they've got a lot of really really winnable games down the stretch in their schedule but the way they've been playing i mean kind of like i just mentioned with all these teams playing on saturday i mean the way that they've been playing they can lose to anybody so it's gonna be interesting to see like i mentioned these saturday games super important for the playoff picture and we're gonna be here to break it down and see how it all plays out next week but now let's talk some sunday action and we got a couple of really good important games on sunday the the first one we're going to talk about is in Buffalo as Josh Allen and the Bills are coming off a huge road win in Kansas City to keep their playoff hopes alive while Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are going on the road after absolutely bullying the Eagles at home moving to 10 and 3 which is tied for the best record in football but the question I want to ask around revolves around both of these teams in regards to their division they're obviously certainly in different situations but I'm going to go to Gage on this one first man Obviously, you see where the Bills are at in their division race and where the Cowboys are at in their division race. Which of these teams is more likely to win their division? Is it Dallas or is it Buffalo? Uh, more likely is Dallas, like hands down. Like Buffalo is already two games out, and we're four games left in the season. It's going to be rough for them to make up that ground. So I think Dallas is just a better <laughs> team, and they showed it that they're better than the Eagles. Like they're hand, flat out better than the Eagles, and. Which is wild to say from the beginning of the season that Dallas is hands down better than the Eagles. Especially the hype we had about the offense and Ben Johnson and everything. And it just fell wildly short out in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I don't see Miami dropping two extra games and Buffalo winning two extra games. And it would come down. It would be awesome to watch it come down to that week 17 game. Be a good watch. It'd be hilarious if Miami drops a game to the Jets this weekend. I'd laugh my ass off at him. Sammy would never hear the end of that for like a week. It's already is. I've already heard all of it this week. So, yeah. no. If you lose to the dog, like I will be coming up for your head and be like, you shouldn't win that division. You don't deserve it anymore. Um, I think the Bills' schedule is just fucking rough too, and I've said it week to week. It's. It's, it's a tough ending schedule aside from the Chargers. Like, and the Patriots. I mean, I mean, we saw that how, how we thought that was going to go the first matchup. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think, do you think the Patriots are going to beat the Bills twice, though? Like, I'm a Patriot. No, fan. but like, like, I don't, like, I don't think that's going to happen. Say it's out of the realm of possibility, though. Like, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's certainly I think the not fact that the Bills outcome. are. I think the fact that the Bills are at home, it's a, a very different scenario here. Yeah. True, so. but hey, divisional games, it's always a toss-up. And it's part of the lower football. Divisional games are just different. And, yes, Week 17 could have big implications, but I think Dallas just will steamroll everyone. And it's up to Philly to not lose a game, which I think they 
might throw a game they should win. Mm, like maybe they did with the Jets. Like you should have won that game, and now look at you tied for first place and up in the air. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think both of these teams have a real shot. Uh, you look at the schedules for, especially for Miami and Buffalo. I mean, the both of these teams and Dallas and Dallas and Buffalo both have a real shot. And it's crazy. I wouldn't have said it last week for Buffalo because they're you know going to Kansas City and they're playing Dallas back to back weeks. But after beating Kansas City, now they've got a, a real shot at this division. Sammy, you look real downtrodden and disappointed down there, my friend. What do you think? Which of these two teams has a better shot at winning their division? Is it Dallas or is it Buffalo? It's been a long week, ladies gentlemen, <laughs> rather. It's been a long, long weekend. And, you know, this question's an easy answer, right? You'd think it's an easy answer. But let me let me explain something to you guys. Let me explain something to you guys. You guys haven't been what I've been doing. All right? You guys haven't, all right? Well, actually, no. You, Gage, have. Don't you, you look Gage at have. me and fucking you say Gage have. You, Matt. You, Matt, on the other hand, you don't know what this is like. How am I not? My team's three and ten. Nah, well, you know what? Your team has expectations. Two years. Get, this try okay? 20 you guys, years. You guys have a 20-year dynasty. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me explain something to you guys. Last year, we were eight and three. December comes. We lose five straight. This year, we're nine and three. December starts. We win. We win. We win the first. Uh, we win against. Uh, who did we beat? I think it was the the, the Jets to was start. I think I, be, I believe it was the Jets. Then we played the Titans and the Jets again. I could be wrong, but regardless, we beat somebody. Uh, the week <laughs> here I am being a casual guys looking up the schedule. My commanders. Goodness. I think it was Commanders. Commanders. There you go. The Commanders. Yep. We we completely whooped the Commanders. Yep. Forty five fifteen. We play the Titans. I was there, gentlemen. Uh, you guys know the story by oh, now. Yeah. One of the greatest days of my life, and it just it faltered. It faltered so much. Let me tell you something. This game would not matter so much. This this weekend would not matter so much to me if we took care of business on Monday. Oh yeah. It would have been like, well, you know, we keep taking care of business. Let's get head into the gauntlet hot. But no, we had to lose to the Titans in dramatic fashion. Look, to answer your question, it's the Dallas Cowboys. It is. But the Bills have a real shot. And we opened up the door now. Okay? The, the Bills are hot. They're a hot team. Okay? And those, these last three weeks, don't get it twisted. Okay? They should have beaten the Eagles. All right? They beat the breaks out of the Jets. They, come, they beat the Chiefs. Right? Like, and then now coming into this week against the Cowboys... Look, the Cowboys are really, really hot too, but I'll be remiss if I if I said on the road against the Buffalo Bills, a team whose backs are against a wall, this smells like a trap game for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's and it's a game that's going to be difficult for the for the Cowboys to win. And this schedule at the end of the season is very difficult. Uh, they got to face, I believe they got to face the Bills, then they got to face the Lions, then they no the the, the Bills. The Dolphins, Dolphins, the Lions, and, the Lions. Mm-hmm. and then you got the Commanders there, which would win them. So, I think they have a better shot. I'm looking at this Buffalo Bills schedule. If they win that game against Dallas, you can pretty much lock in the next two games against the Chargers in New England. That Miami Dolphins game becomes that much bigger because now it becomes potentially for the division. It so, would be, yeah. it, w- it would be for the division. So, it went from... It went from the Miami Dolphins have the driver's seat to the first seed. After one loss, we're talking about the division possibly flipping at the end of the year. So this is what happens when you don't take care of business, right? The same thing with the Bills. 
They they shouldn't be in this position, but they failed to take care of business. So now here they are. So to answer your question, I think the Dallas Cowboys are more likely because I think they they have the best the the better team, the better roster, and I think their schedule. I think their roster at the at the end of the day is better than three of the next four four teams. I I do still think Miami's roster overall, without injuries, would be better than the would be better than the Cowboys, particularly their offense. Although I'd say the Cowboys offense right now is in its hottest it's ever been. Look, overall, the Cowboys have been a top two team in the NFL, but they've been playing like it. In terms of roster, I would personally pick the Dolphins, but that's neither here nor there. Right now, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Cowboys are the second best team in football, in my opinion. So that's why I'm giving them the edge over the Bills. The Bills, I I really like Josh Allen, but the rest of that team, it's kind of still iffy for me. So. Yeah, that's fair, and uh, I get that because obviously the Cowboys have been looking really dominant good. lately. Yeah. No matter who they've been playing, uh, the last two months of football, you could you know basically since they lost to San Francisco, you could argue they're the best team in the league. You know they've been awesome over the last two months. So uh, if we're talking historically, these two teams over the last twenty five years, neither of these teams are teams you can trust uh, to do what they're do what they're supposed to do essentially. Because <laughs> seeing games, Bills should have won this year. They're up and down nature as a whole. Cowboys pretty much every year, including this year early, uh, because they've been, uh, but they have, like I just mentioned, they've been awesome since that Niner, Niner game. There's no denying that. Like Sammy said, they've played like one of the top two teams in football lately. But I'm going to say this factually right now, okay? The Cowboys are not winning their division this year, okay? And I, that's not me saying the Cowboys aren't better than the Eagles, because I might believe the Cowboys are better than the Eagles based on what they just did last week, okay? But you just look at the two schedules, Cowboys at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home to the Lions, at the Commanders, okay? They will lose one, maybe two of those games, okay? I say that confidently because look at their home road splits. The Cowboys, 7-0 at home, averaging 40 points per game while only allowing 15. That is absolute complete dominance (laughs) at home from the Dallas Cowboys. They absolutely dominate their opponents at home. While on the road... They are 3-3, three and three, averaging 24 points per game, allowing 21. So they're basically a league average team on the road and have three road games left, two of them against really solid opponents. While the Eagles, they have the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants okay. again. Wow. Even though the Eagles aren't playing well right now, and I'm sure a couple of those games are going to be tight, I don't think Philly's going to lose again, okay, just based on who they're playing, okay? So when you take that into account... I don't believe the Cowboys are going to win their division. So my answer is actually going to be Buffalo. For as crazy as that seemed last week, there were three games back. They had a tough schedule coming up. But all Buffalo has to do is be within one game of Miami come their Week 18 matchup. And even though Buffalo, like I just mentioned, has shown they cannot be trusted, even in their gimme games, they're supposed to win. Like the Chargers coming up next the next week after they play the, the Cowboys and the Patriots after that, they might be able to even afford to lose a game because Miami has the Cowboys and the Ravens on their schedule. And like Sammy mentioned in December, Miami has not been the same football team. So even though I was not a real believer in Buffalo this preseason, and truthfully, I'm still not a believer in them as a real contender, I think they have a better shot to win their division to me, even though they're two games back and currently the 11 seed because the Cowboys aren't the same team on the road. They've got a bunch of road games coming up and Miami, if they can somehow, or in, uh, if Buffalo can somehow sneak out a win this week, they're going to be right there, right on Miami's heels. And it's going to come down to a week 18 division game. And Sammy's going to be down there on the bottom uh, part of the screen, absolutely shitting his pants, uh, having the division 
up for grabs in week 18. And it's this not going to be. This is not new. What, what, what are we talking about here? This is this isn't a normal thing. This is a yearly thing for me. All right. And and quite frankly, this this Dolphins team is also very injury riddled. So. Yeah. So right now. Bills are too. A Buffalo too. Exactly. Yeah. Man. But I think Miami more so because our MVP is might be out this week. Javon Holland, our starting safety, might be out this week. All of our offensive linemen might be out this week. Like it's it's looking really bad for this Miami I hope Dolphins. Lose this game to the Jets. I really yeah, I really, I really, you you really would hope that, okay? Oh, you would play on my downfall. That's no, no surprise. My, no, my tank is already Jets. shot. My tank is already shot. Might as well just spoil like, everyone. You see, that, that's the thing. That's the thing about both of you. You see what I mean? Like, like I know, I know the ways. I know the ways of Patriots and Jets fans. I know the, how they are. Well, and they pray not? for our downfall. Okay? They pray for Miami's downfall. But guess I what? Pray I pay my own downfall. Like, <laughs> no, look, look, Gage, look. Even when you don't pray on your downfall, your downfall comes. Okay? It, it just happens. Way, right? yeah. it, it just happens <laughs> either way. Okay? Yeah, like, as for the, pa- well as for the, the dreaded time, Patriots, their downfall, has, it, this is comeuppance for 20 plus years of absolute division domination. Okay, so this is all of it is comeuppance. Anyway, the Dolphins, I believe the Dolphins are going to win this division. I believe it with all my heart. But if there's any shot that the Bills have, if, if I would not be surprised if in the next couple of weeks, if we beat the Jets, we stumble against the Cowboys and Ravens, and that last game becomes for the division. Okay. What I would hope is that the Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills and that eases us up. Like, like that would make my life so much easier. But quite frankly, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. So I, I think Josh Allen right now has been phenomenal these last couple of weeks. And that's a good transition for me, Sammy, because I wanted to talk about these two quarterbacks. So obviously, like you just mentioned, uh, like you just mentioned, Sammy, Allen has been really good these last couple of weeks. But there's an argument to be made that Dak Prescott right now is the MVP of the NFL. He has played amazing football this season. This is easily his best season. So, Sammy, I'll just kick it right back to you, man. Who do you trust more in this big game? Do you trust Josh Allen more? Or do you trust Dak Prescott more? I trust Josh Allen more. And that's not necessarily to to knock on Dak. I think Dak Prescott's the MVP of this league. And I don't think really right now it's that close in terms of the quarterback aspect of of the reward or award rather. Um, We can get into that at a different time. Josh Allen to me has proven time and time again that he shows up when you need him to show up. The problem becomes with Sean McDermott and his situational football at the end of games. Situationally, can we trust this guy down the stretch to get a defensive stop when Josh Allen gives him the lead? Situationally, are we sure that Sean McDermott is going to be able to make the correct decision at the end of the game? I'm not very sure of that, okay? Now, with Dak Prescott, I think we all... Oh, Mike McCarthy, a very, very, very big apology, specifically from the house call in general. I don't think I don't know if you two are in here, but before the season started, I remember I uh, a lot of people picked the New York Giants to finish above the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't do that. And boy, oh boy, I could not believe what I was hearing. And at the time. There was like a triumphant Brian Dable and look at this guy coming in. 
and 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 you know revitalizing the Giants, and it lasted for a year. Now we're back to square one with the Giants. But that's neither here nor there. We owe Mike McCarthy an apology. Mike McCarthy has been very very good for Dak. Dak Prescott, and he's been underrated, Mike McCarthy, his entire career. He gets no credit. He gets no credit for the development of Aaron Rodgers when he really should. When you really think about it, outside of Mike McCarthy, has Aaron Rodgers situationally been that good without Mike McCarthy? I know we I know I know we knock on Mike McCarthy for his time management issues and his for his situational awareness and stuff like that but it's not like aaron Rodgers' teams have been that much better as a matter of fact his teams are likely getting blown out instead of actually being in the game mm. so mike mccarthy deserves his flowers he's gonna be a hall of fame head coach at the end of his career i genuinely believe it i think this year we can now put our full trust into mike mccarthy i know it's a regular season but one thing I can tell you right now, this team of Dallas, I know we hear it all the time from Dallas Cowboys fans. It feels different. The offense feels different. The defense, they're playing complementary football for the first time in I don't know how long. Even the good teams couldn't play complementary football. Right. right now, I think this is the best Dallas Cowboys team we've seen in the last 10 years. I think this Dallas Cowboys team is the second best team in the NFL. I trust Dak. But I don't, I just don't trust him more than Josh Allen because Josh Allen in general, when you give him the ball, I have no doubt he's going to make the correct decision at crunch time. Okay. Now, whether he turns the ball over in the middle of the game, doesn't matter. All I know is you give him the ball in the fourth quarter. He makes magic happen. I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it in the playoffs. I have yet to see Dak do that. I believe he can do that. But I don't think I, I'm not very sure yet. So with that, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Allen's been on a lot of more, a lot more big moments in his career, and it seems like mm-hmm. he's always he's always seemed to rise to the occasion. Even if his team doesn't win the football game, it seems like he's always there at the end and rises to the occasion. But you were cooking with that Mike McCarthy thing, man. You're 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 100 right. I was not a big Mike McCarthy. This I was I wasn't on the Giants like other people were. I didn't think the Giants were going to be good. Uh, but I, I I was not a fan of Mike McCarthy, and this year he's proven me wrong. And you were like like you were talking about with Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy's having a lot of success in, in in Dallas. The Packers still look solid even without Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So uh, my Jets fan over there in the corner, I don't know how it's going to look for you next year. Uh, you might not be getting the Aaron Rodgers you think you're getting, uh, Gage. Awful. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Okay. Don't 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 completely. Coming off an Achilles, apparently uh, he can play a little bit of linebacker though. I heard he had a one-handed pick uh, in practice today playing linebacker, which is probably the most ridiculous story I've ever heard come out of a come out of a, a practice ever you know happened. How uh, is. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, but if, but nonetheless, if like that man touches a field next week, I swear. <laughs> no, he better not. He better not. That's the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah. So yeah, he better not be on the field. But like you mentioned, Sammy, uh, both uh, Josh Allen has proven it in in, in big spots. So we'll, it remains to be seen come Sunday. Uh, but Gage, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Which quarterback do you trust more in this game? Is it Dak or is it Allen? Sammy made great points of why Josh Allen has more big moments and came up clutching more of them more often than not. And yes, he has. He's been put in positions where he, if you put the ball in his hand, he's going to do everything he can do. And most of the time has been let down by defense and had the ball taken out of his hands. Yes. This is not playoff time. 
So it 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 should be played like a playoff game, but it is not. So that means Dak can't doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna choke. It's still regular season, so the Cowboys are still still a good team. And <laughs> so we said last week of MVP that Sam, even you agreed with me that statistically Dak Prescott should be an NFL MVP. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So he kind of broke out of that mold of where we put Dak of being like a mid-game manager quarterback. He's up this game. He's played very smart. And C.D. Lamb is arguably the best, awesome. second best receiver in the league. He's been great. Yeah. Like I'd say Ty- this year, yes, absolutely. If, if Tyreek wasn't having an insane year, you could make the argument. But Tyreek is having an absolute ridiculous year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to put him anywhere but number two. Yeah, he is. Um. <laughs> The chemistry with uh, anyone that isn't Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen has been very questionable. And depending on if Dallas' secondary wants to get cooked or not, like it could be a very good game. <laughs> but if they want to get cooked by Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen all day, then yeah, it's going to go terribly. And Josh Allen's going to put up 400 yards. That's what he's, he's just capable of doing that. But on the flip side, if Dallas' defense and corners come to play and De'Ron Bland wants to have another pick six, because it's going to be tell it's who shows up where. It's it's a flip of the coin every time. It's every football game with good, two good teams. Which version are you going to get? Same thing with Josh Allen. You're going to flip that coin. Do you get Josh Allen who's going to turn the ball over three times? Yeah. Or you get Josh Allen that's going to run for a touchdown and throw three more for over 400 yards. Right. And absolutely win you the game by himself. He can do that. He's capable of doing that. I do not trust Josh Allen more than I trust Dak Prescott at mm. this given moment in the season. Dak yeah. has been playing his best football all season long. Kept the turnovers to a very small margin and his chemistry with CD Lambs off the charts right now. They're mm. on the same page and destroying defenses. Just very good reads. Would I like to see that run game come alone a little more? Yes. But not talking offense versus offense. This is surely Dak versus Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been very up and down. Yes, he's on a very hot lately. But, Matt, you've called it out very like many, many times. The only consistency with Josh Allen is the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to look the other way on that. Yes, he's been very good at big moments. But like, look, look at the Bengals game last year in the playoffs. Blamed on snow and all this, that, and like the other. Yeah, that was crazy. And yes, you could say, oh, it's going to be a home game in December at Buffalo and all this and that. It's going to be cold. It doesn't fucking matter. They proved it doesn't matter. Like in the biggest stage, they proved it didn't matter where they played. So I think it's just who is going to be more consistent throughout the game. And I think that's going to be Dak Prescott. So I'm going to say I trust Dak more to not lose them the game. But if I had to say, Josh Allen would probably win Buffalo the game more than Dak would lose them the game. Yeah, that's a that's a great point that you just made there at the end. I think the the quarterback more likely to win their team the game is definitely Josh Allen. But the quarterback who's more likely to lose their team the game is also Josh Allen. You know, because Josh Allen is just so up and down. His highs are way higher, but his lows are also way lower. So. Yeah, but for me, 
Honestly, I think I trust Josh a little bit more in this game, like like we were talking about. It might sound crazy because Dak might be the MVP. I don't believe he is, uh, but he's certainly in the discussion. Uh, but for like as for as inconsistent as Josh can be in general, he has shown up for a lot of big games. Okay, and I feel like Dak in big games, although he has been showing up more consistently lately, is even a little bit more inconsistent than we perceive Josh to be in general. If that makes sense. So, like I said, he see, Dak seems to be bucking that trend a little bit this year, but still. I've seen him play. I've seen him play well in big games and win not that often, as far as that goes. So to me, I'll take Josh Allen because, for as much as I've called him a dilemma, I've never once said anything other than he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Josh right. Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL, as well as Dak. Dak's played this year. He's played like a top five quarterback this year. I still don't believe Dak is a top five quarterback. There's still five quarterbacks I would easily take over Dak Prescott, even though he's played great this season. So for me, give me Josh Allen. For, uh, as far as the game goes, I think this is going to be a great game. But for all the logic I just used above and everything that we just talked about, give me the Bills in a damn near must win for them, okay? Like I mentioned earlier, Dallas ain't that good on the road, okay? The Bills have a lot more to play for. And like I said, I trust J Josh Allen a little more than I trust J Dak Prescott in this one. So give me Buffalo here, barely squeaking by the Cowboys. I think it's going to be 27 to 26. In this game, I think it's going to be a really, really good football game. It's going to be one of the best of the weekend. Now, we'll end today's episode with a huge AFC matchup between two division leaders as the North and AFC conference-leading Baltimore Ravens are 10-3, and coming off a dramatic walk-off overtime kickoff punt return, excuse me, win over the Los Angeles Rams. And they're facing the 8-5 South division-leading Jags, who just lost a tough one to the Browns last week. But I first wanted to ask about the Jags. They haven't been great but they are still a good team in the seemingly open AFC so Gage I wanted to kick it right back to you on this one first man are the Jags a dark horse Super Bowl team in the AFC this year it depends on the health of Trevor Lawrence going forward which is a huge question mark yeah he we thought it was gonna be way worse than it was he did play last week and did play okay but we don't know where his body and like how much that ankle's really in the weeds and he was just toughing it out like being a professional athlete, being a tough dude and wanting to play. So it's a degree to whether that because the Jaguars will go as far as Trevor Lawrence will take. I think we all agree CJ Beathard's not going to take the Jaguars. In. I don't think so. So beginning of the season, we I think we all were in agreement that it was the Jaguars were a legitimate, they were going to win that division, they were going to be a playoff team and depending on how well Trevor Lawrence plays, they will win a playoff game again, and we can see where they go. Now, looking at how every other AFC team has played, it's very hard to say they don't have a shot. It's very hard to say they don't, especially if Trevor Lawrence is healthy and does play well, because that defense is well, well no, defense is good, and Travis Etienne has shown he can really carry the offense if he needs to. If they didn't want to throw the ball only 20, 25 times a game, he can rush the ball for 20, 30 times a game and be fine. The offense will thrive. So I don't like them saying that they're a dark horse because no, they're not the favorite, but they're a legitimate team. They're legitimate division winners and uh, have a shot at winning multiple playoff games. But I'm not going to say that they're favored by any chance. I just don't really recognize them as a dark horse because they're, they're a legit team. So, yes, they yeah. are contenders, but I don't like the Dark Horse title because you should look at them and be like, oh, there's a uh, legit shot. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you mentioned, the the AFC has kind of a dearth of uh, contenders because I don't know if I just I might have just used that word completely wrong. I don't know if I used that word right. But somebody look somebody look up dearth. No, I said that didn't. Chill out, man. I said dirt. Hey, man. yo. Dirt. I said dirt, bro. I, I, I ain't say no girt. Okay, crazy. I was just making sure. Uh, I was making sure these headphones can be spotty sometimes. Just making sure. But yeah, also, they have a quarterback injuries I, in the AFC have run rampant. So like, if yes, never stays healthy. That's a huge plus. No doubt. Yes, and I the the I was I was saying there's a, a a variety of contenders. Again, I don't know if I use that word right, but there's a variety of contenders because of all the all the stuff that's been going on in the AFC. So I think uh, you know Jacksonville being contenders is a very reasonable opinion. Uh, Sammy, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Are the are the Jags dark horse AFC contenders right now? It's like Gage said. It depends on the health of Trevor Lawrence. But even when Trevor Lawrence has been healthy, he's kind of been underwhelming now part of that is due to the fact that the receivers let's be honest have not been as good as advertised the offensive line isn't that good either the play calling itself isn't as good as we all thought it would be it quite quite frankly i'm a little disappointed in the jaguars i know eight and five is is better than what they were it, they're on trend to be better than than last year for sure but like it's 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 been weird with the jags this year i i don't know I don't know exactly what kind of team they are. And now with Trevor Lawrence being out, not out, what being injured and her like finishing the season, I don't know what this team ceiling is. I, I don't think it's Super Bowl though. I, I don't think, I don't know if it's even AFC championship game. I think the max that they can go is a divisional. And then um, we saw it against the Browns. Look, it doesn't look Joe Flacco at quarterback was dicing up this Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defense. Okay, a defense that we thought improved, which has improved clearly, you know, isn't that good enough to stop the great Joe Flacco. So with all that being said, that's Super Bowl winner, Joe Flacco. Thank you very much. I mean, I I guess I mean, 2012. I'm sorry. Just for the record, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Matt just put in our chat right here. The yeah, so the exact of opposite of what you were trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it was the opposite of what I was trying to say. I was going to let Danny before I roasted you for it. Let the audience know what this means. Dirt. Noun, a scarcity, or lack of something. So I read the variety. Yeah. My goodness. Look up the word next time, Matt. Jeez. I thought I knew it, man. I'm, I'm, oh I know football. I don't know vocabulary, man. Uh, you teach kids, <laughs> Matt. What the fuck? What do you mean you teach, teach kids about sports. I don't teach them about vocabulary. Hey, man. Teach them the word dirt. See how they react. Yeah, dirt to the basket or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, where was I? Uh, Joe Flacco, right? Um, look, that, that Super Bowl run was, was a long time ago. 11 years to be exact. So Joe Flacco is way past his heydays. Um, so him putting that kind of stat line against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'll be honest, a bit unacceptable. I don't think the Jaguars will like that at all. And if we're looking at the remaining schedule for the Jaguars, not that bad. Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tennessee, manageable for sure. So they're going to be fine. They're going to win their division. And that's a plus. But right now, if they go to the divisional round and lose, right? Was, is that a step in the right direction at that point? I don't know. I can't really call this team an AFC, an AFC dark horse, a Super Bowl dark horse. I can't really call them that because 
Trevor Lawrence to end the season is not going to be fully healthy. The weapons have been underwhelming. The offensive line hasn't been good. It's been a trend all season long. So I, I can't really call this team a dark horse. I can't really trust them right now. Not because of Trevor Lawrence, but more so because of the fact that this team in general hasn't been good. And Trevor Lawrence himself hasn't been able to elevate his teammates when healthy like I thought he could. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I don't think this team's a, a dark horse for the Super Bowl at all. And if they do somehow make the Super Bowl, um, watch the dog show that, that that's on and on whatever other channel. Because I, I don't think it'll be very competitive. Is the, is the dog show on a Super Bowl Sunday? Does that I, happen? I, I don't. I, I believe so. I, I, it's a dog show or something. I could I be completely wrong. Uh, I might just be yapping here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. The point is the game's going to be bad. All right? That's comment the point. Down below, comment down below when the dog show happens. I don't I don't know yeah. when it happens Puppy either. But, on Super Bowl yeah. Sunday, bro. Is it? Is it yeah. okay? It's on. Okay, yeah. So yeah, watch the watch the puppy bowl then. Uh, but right, as far as yeah, as far as Trevor goes, I think Tre it's been a frustrating year for Trevor because yeah. at the beginning of the year he had that knee injury. Forget, and he was kind of playing through that knee injury, and I think you could tell he wasn't one hundred percent healthy. Then he got healthy kind of uh, about, yeah. about a month ago, and he started mm -hmm. getting right, and he was cooking there for a little while, and then here comes this ankle injury. So it's been a frustrating season for Trevor Lawrence. Definitely not the season that I thought he would have. I thought he was going to be a lot more consistent, a lot better from start to finish. But I think the Jags are a dark horse Super Bowl contender because, for one, this is about as wide open as we might ever see the AFC, okay? And like you, like we've been talking about, we've got a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who can get hot if he's healthy. So if he's healthy, obviously we saw him last year in the playoffs in the first round, coming back from a 27-zip deficit to beat the Chargers. Might not be saying much now considering how terrible we've seen Brandon Staley be. But he's got the weapons now. Hopefully Christian Kirk will be back by the playoffs. That's an injury that concerns me. And hopefully Trevor is fully healthy from that ankle injury come playoff time. But like Gage mentioned, they got Travis Etienne in that backfield where even though they haven't ran it well as a team standpoint, like they're a bottom half of the league in rushing from a team standpoint, ETN is someone who can carry the rock a lot in the playoffs and who can dominate a run game, in my opinion. So plus their defense, even though it gets cut up in the past, second worst pass defense in the league, matter of fact, these AFC pass offenses ain't as crazy this year as they normally are. Like Gage mentioned, a lot of quarterbacks hurt and a lot more of tame passing attacks, especially when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they, for one, their passing attack doesn't look the same. They have the the Jags have been able to stop the run though. They're fourth in the league stopping the run, and they take the ball away as well with Denver tied with Denver for most takeaways in the league this year. So yes, I think they are 100% a dark horse on a regular year. They might not be a dark horse, but this year with it being so wide open, I think you have to consider them that. But I will also want to talk about the Ravens here because the Ravens, obviously, they've been they're the top of the AFC and have looked like one of the best teams in the AFC. So, uh, Sammy, I want to kick it back to you on this one, man. Are the Ravens the odds-on favorite in the AFC right now? Yes. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Um, look, I love my Dolphins, um, and I know the Chiefs get their respect. But right now... There's never been a better year for the Ravens to make their Super Bowl push than this year. Okay. For the for the most part, they've stayed healthy aside from Mark Andrews. And it's looked like the offense isn't taking that much of a step back because Isaiah likely is having a really, really good year at the tight end position. Now, is it as good as Mark Andrews? Probably not. But the receivers have gotten better. Zay Flowers and OBJ have pretty much made up the part because quite frankly we all kind of came into the season doubting the ravens would you know come together with their wide receivers like with zay flowers and rashad bateman and obj and we all kind of scoffed at it and rightfully so right they're 
most of them would have been injury prone. But OBJ, for the most part, has stayed healthy and he's been playing good football. It's not like he's been staying healthy and he hasn't been playing well. No, this guy's playing and he's playing good. So Zay Flowers, uh, the rookie sensation has been great. I already spoke about Isaiah Likely. They still have that dominant run game that is headlined for by Gus Edwards, the Gus Buzz, and Lamar Jackson. And the defense. Look, the defense had a hiccup against the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Los Angeles Rams are the most unpredictable team. And they're the team that I think are still going to make the playoffs regardless. Yeah. But damn it, this Ravens team defensively has it. Offensively, I believe they have it. I'll be honest with you guys. I think this Ravens team, this is the best chance for them to make the Super Bowl. I don't trust the Chiefs. I don't trust the Dolphins. I, a Dolphins fan, don't trust the Dolphins. I need to see it till I believe it, okay? These next these next four weeks are going to prove it for me. Uh, the Bengals are injured. All of the AFC is kind of on a rough shot right now. The only team that I could see like sneaking up on the the Ravens in general is probably the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's only because they have that boogeyman Patrick Mahomes, right? But I don't trust this I, any other team. I can't see the I can't see a a world where they go to Baltimore and they get stuff they get it done. I think Baltimore I think Baltimore this year it's different this year. I think their defense is dominant. I think their offense is clicking. Not just the run game, it's the receivers as well. I think this year. They should be, in my opinion, the odds-on favor in the AFC. Yeah, they cer it certainly does feel different this year for the Ravens. I think both for the Cowboys and the Ravens, they, ha they have something about them this year that feels a little bit different. It feels like they're ready to make that jump. Um, but I might have a little bit of difference opinion uh, when I go. Who knows? Uh, Gage, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Are the Ravens the odds-on favorite in the AFC right now? I'll just play a little devil's advocate with you here, Sammy. Um, yes, the not going to change soon. Today, Sammy's wrong. Yes, the Ravens are the odds-on favorite. Sorry to Dolphins fans, but the Dolphins just lost to the Titans. They're inconsistent, and the defense is suspect with all the injuries. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We get it. Uh, the Ravens, and it's been very hush-hush for John Harbaugh, which is surprising with how consistent he's been with that team for a very long time. And I feel like people don't talk about John Harbaugh, what he's done over there, and coming through a Coming through a rebuild with losing Joe Flacco and then drafting Lamar and all he's had to rebuild and not like once having anything come out about like in that um, program and consi staying consistent and having a good team. Yes, they will always have a good defense out of Baltimore. It's just what they do. My one key to them, well, two, will Lamar stay healthy? Because it's, it's the same thing with Tua. They will go as far as their health will take them. And when Malora is on the field, it's very hard to argue with what he does on the field. Very hard to argue with that offense right now, too. Because they hit jackpot and Zay Flowers. Like, they got Lamar a receiver that he needed and alongside Odell. And Zay Flowers was a hit at 23, 23 I think he got drafted, was a hit late in the first. So if Lamar stays healthy... And that he proves he can do it in the playoffs, which he's never had to because he's never been healthy to. It's two big question marks. And if they, if the answer is to yes to both of those, I don't think anyone in the AFC stops the Ravens. I don't think it's even close, honestly, because they're just too well-rounded on um, every side of it.
I disagree. I disagree that it's not close. I wouldn't be mad at somebody saying the Ravens are the odds-on favorite right now. But to me, truthfully, I don't think the Ravens should be the odds-on favorite because, in my opinion, I don't even think they should be the favorites right now. And that's a controversial opinion considering how all the other teams in the AFC have played. But okay, I still don't consider them the favorites. Period. Because. I still got the Chiefs as the favorite to make the Super Bowl. Again, they've looked terrible. I'm not denying the Kansas City Chiefs have looked bad, okay? But a lot of the times in sports, there's examples of this, okay? There's teams who, first of all, might be the best team in the league, but don't make the championship game, let alone win the title, okay? And second of all, there's teams who you believe in in the regular season, but the playoffs you don't, okay? Nobody believes in the Ravens come Bro, playoff time. because we Chiefs seen... not getting a home game no, in the playoffs no, right on. now. Okay, that's fine. Again, I'm, I'm saying the Chiefs are flawed. The Chiefs have plenty of flaws, okay? I'm not denying the Chiefs' flaws, but none of the other teams are proven. We've seen this movie with the Ravens before, okay? Absolutely dominant in the regular season, okay? Great offense, great defense. Lamar is playing unbelievable, and they're out in the division, okay? Whereas with Kansas City, it seems like no matter what is going on with them, they always seem to end up in the AFC Championship game. And it, like I said, even though they haven't been good lately, and the offense overall this season hasn't been great, okay? I've seen them do it in the playoffs year after year, okay? I'll put it to you like this. Most of us, right, all, all three of us right now, just sitting here chilling, enjoying life, recording with the boys, okay? Somebody breaks in, puts a gun to your head and says, tell me the truth, who wins the AFC this year? And if you lie, I shoot you. Okay, I guarantee almost all of us in here would go, Chiefs, Chiefs, okay, you got me, it's the Chiefs, okay? Like, we don't want to say it, but listen, if somebody put a gun to our head and said, you have to bet your life on this team, I'm betting on the Chiefs, okay? They're the defending Super Bowl champions, two-time champs overall. They still have the best coach, quarterback, and tight end in the league, in my opinion, and they have the best defense of this Kelsey Mahomes-Reed era, okay? Plus, they got a solid O-line. They got a physical back in Pacheco who plays really well in a playoff setting with his aggressive run style. So I don't like it more than the next guy, okay? I don't want to pick the Chiefs at all. But again, if my life depended on it, I'm still picking Kansas City over Baltimore in the AFC. So no, they can't. Baltimore can't be the odds-on favorite because I don't even think they're the favorite favorite right now. I, th but the problem is, is that the, the real problem is, is that last year there was not a wide receiver problem. The wide receivers were catching the ball last last year. There wasn't there was not a wide receiver problem. And the defense always made the stops when they needed to make the stops. So it wasn't really necessarily different. The offense was still the same. It was still a top five offense. And the defense was always going to get those stops when you needed to. That's been the difference. This year, I cannot name a single wide receiver that Patrick Mahomes can truly trust other than maybe Rasheed Rice. Travis Kelsey's always going to be there, but Travis Kelsey hasn't been exactly playing his best. And another thing, coaching-wise, it's different. I said it yeah. early in the show. Eric Bieniemy brought a militant style and was very direct with how he coached players. He wouldn't give them too much credit, but he always told them when they were doing wrong. And that's exactly why the receivers never made mistakes as stupid as being offsides with the with the game on the line. Like, th these mistakes don't happen with Eric Bieniemy. And I love Andy Reid as a coach. I think Andy Reid as a play caller is still elite, all right? The cream of the crop. But face it, he cannot get these wide receivers in line. We're already... We're, we're about to head into week 15 sure. at this point. Yeah. Week 15, week week 14, it was week 15, right? Yeah, 15. Week week 15 at this point, okay? The jig is up. We already, right, about now, we know what teams are at this point. We 
unless they have like a tougher road at the end of the year by now the chiefs i cannot i cannot say i trust a single wide receiver on that team the defense has been good i'll give you that but at the end of the day the offense might not be good enough to overcome that so maybe that's where that's where i disagree with you matt because the last year, the offense was still elite, and you were able to get bailed out because these receivers were catching the ball. Travis Kelsey was still all-world. The offensive line was still really, really, really good. This year, all of those things are not the same, and you can't just rely on Patrick Mahomes now. We've seen it time and time again this season, plus they're going to be on the road this playoff season. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes perform on the road, although I expect him to be still the same Patrick Mahomes as always. I still think that's something that the Chiefs in general as a franchise have not been able to experience the last five years. So I still think that plays a heavy toll. And that's why I think the Ravens right now, prime position right now to make it out of the AFC. They're they're in prime position for sure. Like if they don't make it out the AFC this year, they're just oh, yeah. never going to make it out the AFC. You know, exactly. but yeah, for me, for me, I have the same exact concerns about the wide receiver core. The wide receiver core is extremely concerning. They have nobody they can rely on. But other than that, I mean, I like the defense. I like the running game. You still got Mahomes. You still got Kelsey. So if the wide receivers can even get a little bit better and like even just start to catch the ball in the playoffs, like they're going to be tough to deal with. And I, again, if somebody came in here right now and put a gun to my head, I'm going to be like Kansas City. I'll, I'll pick Kansas City. I've just seen them do it. You know, I've seen them do it. None of these other teams that are competing competing for that spot have I seen them do it. So it's a lot easier to to trust somebody when you've actually seen them get to that point and just you know get over the hump so again baltimore if i'm if i'm thinking who's got the best team in the afc right now it's easily baltimore but a lot happens in the playoffs that you might not expect and especially with the afc being as wide open as it is now with all the quarterback injuries i'm not i'm not betting against uh i'm not betting against mahomes and the chiefs even even though they've looked so bad so far this year but i mean it's it's gonna be interesting and as far as this game goes with between baltimore and, and jacksonville it's gonna be interesting as well i think i'm taking baltimore for the game i like what i've seen from lamar throwing the ball especially last week like you guys talked about obj is starting to look like obj again and that's got to be exciting for the ravens so with Lawrence still banged up and christian kirk out i think that defense for baltimore is going to get after the jags so give me the ravens here i think it's going to be a bit lower scoring 24 to 14 i'll take the ravens here with a win on the road in jacksonville but we got a lot of exciting playoff implications we are down to the last month of regular season football people it is coming down to the last month for all of this playoff seating for all of these playoff teams and we are going to be here to cover all of it for you but that is going to be it for us today on the nfl gridiron segment here at house call sports thank you guys so much for watching don't forget to like comment and subscribe we appreciate all your feedback again thank you to lids for sponsoring this video shout out to the rest of our sponsors that's coffee bros vivid seats sportmemorabilia.com pillow fight fubo tv and more if you want to check out any or all of our sponsors the links are going to be down in the description and be sure to follow us on all over social Social media platforms as well that's at the house call sports we got instagram tiktok youtube spotify twitter we're up on threads we've got merch you can meet our crew and we've got blogs up on our website our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's gonna be it for us peace we can't beat teams over 500 and we can't hold leads with under three minutes left of two possessions so i don't know what